Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you've joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Remember to continue reaching out to your loved ones. Stay connected with each other, especially with your cell family. The Bible gives us a pattern to look out for one another. Let's speak His word and His strength will carry us through. Continue checking our social media platforms for updates on Facebook and WhatsApp. We encourage you to share this content with all your friends and family. Well, good day to you from whichever part of the world that you're joining us this morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, we're so grateful that you're with us in our service today. You know, I was going through our daily reading program this past week and something jumped out at me that you know, I felt encouraged to exhort and share with us all, mainly in line with what Pastor Tom has been sharing already in this season. So if you have your Bibles, your notepads ready, uh, if you could go to John uh, 15, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 8. And uh, here's what the scriptures say. Jesus here says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are my branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you cannot do nothing. Uh, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather <clears throat> and they gather and throw them into the fire, and if they and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you by my Father who is to be glorified, that you may bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. You know, John 14 up to 17 is really an intimate time that Jesus spent with the disciples. It's an important time in, this, in the context because it, it comes from the Passover and the communion that he institutes and really sets up the last instruction that he's giving the disciples before he is to go to the cross. You know, he's looking over the cliff into a very dark period in his own life, the period of the crucifixion on the cross. These words, uh, as he senses the end of his earthly life coming to, to an end, these words are probably weighty. You know, when someone is dying, the last words they speak or the few words they speak are usually very significant. So it is within this context that at this Last Supper, at this intimate moment with the disciples, that Jesus speaks from the passage I've just read in John 15. It is often these words that are, when someone's at their deathbed or when someone's at the close to an end that they speak very weighty words. They are words that uh, must be taken uh, seriously and they are words that we must give weight to. He's saying something here that is very close to his heart and something that he wants his disciples and he wants us to take note of. Jesus is calling himself the vine. He reveals many truths and this reveals many truths in the context of the speakers he's speaking to. He's speaking to mainly Jews. 
Uh, his disciples who have a Jewish mindset. The chapter unlocks the mysteries of fruitfulness. You must understand back in that, in that time, uh, most of the Jews, or they had an understanding of what it is to have a vineyard and what it is in the process of growing a vineyard, tending a vineyard. So this metaphor that he uses has got great significance uh, to them. So he unlocks the chapter with the mysteries of uh, fruitfulness for us as believers, both in terms of quality and in terms of quantity. Fruitfulness is key for any believer. In fact, for all mankind. Because right in the book of Genesis where God began, this was the first mandate that God gave man in unlocking man's purpose. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And this unlocks and leads to the purpose that he created us for, which is having dominion here on earth as his representative so that his kingdom could be extended. So the principle here is fruitfulness precedes multiplication. We multiply the fruit of what we are producing. If we're producing good fruit, then we are multiplying godliness within the earth. If we're producing bad fruit, then we're multiplying and uh, evil prevails over the earth. So I want us to note four quick points uh, from the passage of scripture that I've just read that Jesus is especially highlighting, uh, highlighting to the disciples and speaking to us now. Firstly, Jesus says this, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Jesus was not introducing a new idea like I mentioned before. He was using a metaphor of the vine and its, its branches. In the Old Testament, God's vine was Israel. He used Israel to accomplish his purposes here on earth. And he blessed those that connected with them. He was their vine dresser. He cared for the vine, trimmed it, cut off branches uh, that did not bear fruit. But God's vine degenerated and bore no fruit for him. The vine dresser was grieved over the tragedy of Israel's barrenness and lack of fruitfulness. In fact, listen to what Isaiah says, Isaiah 5 verses 1 to 7. He says, let me sing now for my well-beloved song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He dug it all around it, removed its stones, and planted it with its with choices vine. He built a tower in the middle of it and he hewed out wine uh, vat in it. Then he expected it to produce good grapes, but it produced only worthless ones. And now, O oh, inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard than what I have already done, in, done for it? Why, when I expected it to produce good grapes, did it produce worthless ones? So now, let me tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I'll remove its hedge and it will be consumed. I'll break down its walls and it will become trampled on the ground. I'll lay down its waste and it will, be, I'll, it will not be pruned or hold. But briars and thorns will come up. I'll also charge the clouds not to rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. You see, God had done everything he could do to make Israel bear fruit. 
yet it bore none. So he took away its walls, he left it unprotected, it was trampled upon by foreign nations, and it was laid waste. Israel was no longer God's vine, for it had forfeited that privilege. Now, there's a new vine, the true vine that Jesus reveals to us in John 15. No longer does blessing come through the covenantal relationship or a covenantal relationship with Israel, but now blessing and fruitfulness comes through a connection and a covenantal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is the true vine in the scripture. The word true usually is associated or, or describes something eternal, heavenly, divine. Israel was imperfect. Jesus Christ is perfect. Israel was a type and a shadow. Jesus Christ is the real thing. Jesus Christ is the reality of our connection with God. Jesus speaks of himself as the true vine, the one who bears good fruit for the vine dresser, which is the Father, and brings him glory. Secondly, he says that I am the vine and you are the branches. <laughs> this is one of the most exciting revelations that Jesus gives us in this final instruction that he's giving his disciples. You see, here Jesus reveals the kind of relationship that we are to have with him. He is the vine, that is, he's the true source of life, the eternal source of life for all believers. We are the branches, that is, we're connected to him, drawing life from him, as branches would do when they draw life from the vine and draw nutrients from it. No branch, he says, bears fruit on its own. It bears fruit according to its source. Jesus here is revealing that he is our source. He's our source of life. He's our source of fruitfulness. He's our source of everything pertaining to life and godliness within us. The Bible says that you and I are to become known by our fruit. The Bible says how shall we distinguish between what is false and what is true? How shall we distinguish between false prophets and true prophets? He says you will know them by their fruits. So our fruits determine whether we're true prophets or whether we're true disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot claim to be connected to the vine and yet willfully produce fruit that is inconsistent with the vine. That would be a violation. We will be cut off, the Bible says. You see, apple trees do not produce lemons, just as lemon trees do not produce apples. We produce fruit that is consistent with the kind of vine that we're yuned out of. You see, your source, and this is an important point to note, cleans you or defiles you. Verse 3 says this, you are already clean. This is speaking to the disciples. He gives them this good news. He says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Your source gives you the word that either sustains you or defiles you. Jesus here is talking to his disciples and he's saying to them, they are clean because he is their vine. He is their source. He has already given them the word that cleans them. The word that cleans them comes because they are connected to him, because they have a relationship with him, because they abide in him. 
Any other source outside of Christ and his word will defile us. You see, many of us in this season find ourselves in that place of defilement. You see, it is evidenced by what's coming out of our mouths, what we are saying. Uh, we are like parrots. We're parroting stuff coming out of the news, parroting stuff that's coming out of social media, parroting stuff that's coming out of man. These words defile us. The Bible says that the fear of man ensnares us. And lot, lot, a lot of us in this season find, our, find ourselves in a place of ensnarement. We're ensnared by the things that we have allowed to take root in our lives. There are a lot of people that are ensnared right now. They're living in irrational fears because they are not connected to the true vine and his word. You see, we cannot change what comes in. A branch cannot change the circumstances that surround it or the circumstances it faces or the kind of weather that it encounters. These external conditions, it has got nothing to do with there's, that's not where you and I draw life from. We don't draw life from the external conditions. Jesus here is revealing to us that as the source, we draw life from him. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So everything I face externally or everything you face externally does not define you. But it is filtered through the truth of the vine. That is the source. And the word that is spoken, that is bubbling on the inside of us. What comes out of our mouth in, is the response of the vine himself. That is his word for that situation. So when we say, or when they say the economy is bad because of COVID, the vine says, God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. When they say that uh, 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 we may all die because of COVID. Well, that is true. There's a day marked out for us that we are going to die. But he says, I sent forth my word. The vine said, I sent forth my word and healed you. When the world says, or when they say, be fearful, the vine says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but you've been given a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You see, when the, when, the, when the world says there's a giant, there's a lion out there, there's something to be, close yourself up. The vine says, no, 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 no. You no longer respond to fear, but you have a spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. Whose report are you going to believe? Who is your source? Who is your vine? This is what Jesus is pointing us out, pointing us to. You know, when they say, man, we need to lock down. We need to be locked down. And you're locked down. The vine says, where can you go from my spirit? If you ascend into the heavens, there I am. If you make your bed in hell, there I am with you. If you go to the outer parts of the earth, even there I am with you. I'll neither leave you nor forsake you. So yes, the world may lock us down, but they can never lock us out from being connected to the vine. 
You see, at the first glance, we may assume that the branches bear fruit on their own. <laughs> but in another sense, it's really the vine on the inside of every believer that makes this happen. The point is, there's such an interconnectedness, and that's what I love. An interconnectedness between the work we are doing and the fruit we are producing because we're connected to the vine and the vine at work within us. So that leads us to the third point. To produce this fruit, to produce this work, to produce and, and live a life consistent with what the vine says and the word has given us, we need to abide in the vine as the vine abides in us. So he says, abide in me as I abide in you. So point number three is abide. You see, you and I were made for connection and relationship. We are to remain connected to the vine. That connection determines the quality of our relationship with God and with each other. We are never supposed to bear fruit outside of our connectedness to the vine, our connectedness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, this went right back into the Garden of Eden. When they disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, it was because they were tapping into a different source. They were tapping into a different vine. And what was the fruit of that? They were chased out the garden. They went out the garden. This is the kind of fruit that Jesus says in this passage of Scripture. Outside of me, there is nothing. That means there is a type of fruit called nothing. We may say we are producing fruit, but Jesus calls it nothing fruit. Any fruit that doesn't resonate with heaven is nothing fruit. So here, abide is the Greek word meno, M-E-N-O. And what that word means, stay, it means stay, remain, tarry, endure, remain present. This is a wonderful relationship of interconnectedness. We remain in him, he remains in us. Romans, later on, Paul reveal, reveals this in Romans. He says, in him I live, I move, and I have my being. From the source we draw our identity and our being. This determines our behavior and how we're to live. He, is, he, in turn, works in and through us to accomplish his purposes in the earth. He is seen in all we do. You see, the only Bible believers may get to read is the lives of believers. Think about that for a second. The only Bible the world may get to live or may get to read is the life you are living, is the fruit that you are producing in Christ. We cannot remain in him when we are moved by what we see, hear, or feel. These things are to distract us and remove us from abiding in him. This is a ploy that started way back in the Garden of Eden. You see, it was what uh, Eve and Adam saw, heard, and how it made them feel about themselves that the devil used to move them from abiding in God's instruction and obeying his word. When that desire was fully conceived, 
They were lured by the deceitfulness of riches, the lures of this world that the serpent had presented. The devil also tries to move us from abiding or remaining in him by playing with our emotions. His ultimate aim is to get us fearful. And that is the chief ingredient of witchcraft. Fear is the chief ingredient for manipulation, domination, and control. You see, if I can get you fearful, I can manipulate and control you. Look at what's happening to us right now and what's happened over the past few months. We have redefined what is normal. Our behavior is becoming more and more antisocial. We openly propagate isolation, doing away with community or anything community related. When we're isolated, we're vulnerable. The Bible says that the devil prowls like a lion seeking someone to devour. A lion, by its very nature, hunts isolated game. Because once you're isolated, you become vulnerable. Once you're separated from the herd, from the rest of the herd, you become game for the lion. We are created to relate, both with God through our connectivity to the vine and to one another in fellowship. You see, if the devil or circumstances around us can get us panicking and worrying, we stop thinking clearly, and he has us. Romans 14, verse 23, Pastor Tom teaches us this scripture. He says, the kingdom of God is about right, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Two-thirds of being in the kingdom is peace and joy. Those are emotions. Right standing or righteousness or right thinking comes from abiding in him. As a man thinketh or believeth in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. So we are not to be moved by what we see, what we hear, or what we feel. We are to be moved by what we believe. And what we believe comes from his word. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we are to be anchored in him by abiding in him. This is why to abide or to remain or meno as the Greek word means is not just a passive word. It means to endure. It means to stand. It means to fight. It's a determination and a conviction to remain in him in spite of the circumstances. When we remain, when we abide in him, we ask for anything that passage of scripture says and it will be done for us. Think about that for a second. Hmm. Why do you think anything will be done for us? Because when we abide in him, we have the mind of Christ. We understand the will of Christ. He causes us to do will and to do according to his will and purposes. So what we do brings the Father glory. What we do brings us to a place where we may bear much fruit. What we do proves us as his true disciples. And that's why he will do it for us when we ask. So God wants us to ask that he may do. Lastly, that passage of scripture says we are the branches. Branches. There are three types of branches that passage of scripture mentions. There's the unfaithful branch, uh, sorry, the unfruitful branch, there's the unfaithful branch, and then there's a pruning branch. Let me start off with the unfruitful branch. 
Verse number two says this, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he taketh away. <laughs> These branches are actually in him, but they don't bear fruit. You see, there are those in the body of Christ who say they are believers who are not bearing fruit. The vine dresser, that is God, takes away. He takes them out of the vine. If you are connected to the vine, you bear fruit. To not bear fruit shows independence. You claim to be part of the body, but your life is your own. You do what you want to. Jesus puts it this way. He says, he who loses his life gains it. He who holds on to his life will lose it. You do what you want. You are your own man. You define goodness. You define what is good. You say, oh, I'm a good person. This happens when we claim to be working for Christ, but we are our own man. We do what we want. We do things only for what we can get out of it, not for what we can give out. There is no output, yet there is much input. You are like the Dead Sea. Stuff flows in, but nothing flows out. Or surgically, you are like a limb that cuts circulation from the body. And this limb becomes very, very dangerous. And in the end, to the whole body, in the end, doctors cut it off. It's the same way here with an unfruitful branch. The second branch is an unfaithful branch. <laughs> this branch is like Judas, uh, who walked with Jesus, yet harbored iniquity in his heart. His fruit proved his unfaithfulness and betrayal of Christ. These are like the children of Israel who willfully went after other gods. The fruit was not consistent with the vine, the good fruit that the vine expected. And those, for you and I, it's those of us that have been grafted into Christ, but do not attach ourselves to the vine. We do not abide in him, neither do we live by his word. We wither away and are cast out from the vine to be gathered and burned. This is as Pastor Tom was teaching us, that these are the kind of people that abuse the grace of God. You see, God has given us grace through Jesus Christ. And when we are grafted in and we attach ourselves to Jesus Christ, God expects fruit that is consistent with Christ within us. And for us not to produce that fruit that is consistent with that grace is for us to abuse it. The last type of branch is the pruning branch. And this is where Christ calls all of us to be in and for where all of us are to live. He says this, he says, And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. If you are producing fruit, there is a pruning. There will be a pruning. Not to kill you, but to make you more fruitful. There will be a cutting back of that which may, you may not want. You may want it there, but it's not beneficial for you. But your vine dresser cuts it and prunes it. It's painful, but because you abide and are connected to the vine, 
The word heals you. The word gives you supernatural strength. In fact, Paul says this. He says, where I am weak, his strength is made perfect. His strength comes through and manifests in your life and you become more effective. This is the type of branch the vine dresser is looking for. It's connected, it's abiding, it's ready to be pruned. You're producing fruit in and out of season. Remember, Jesus expected fruit from the fig tree. Remember that story? Even when it was not the season for frigs. And he cursed it for not producing fruit. You see, your posture and your position is one of readiness. You are not afraid. Even when sudden fear comes, you respond to the word of the vine. When sudden fear comes, do not fear. Your outlook is towards God. You're looking to God and saying, God, what is it that you're pruning in this season? What is it that you're cutting off? What is it that you want me to see? What is it that you would like me to be more fruitful in? That I may bear much fruit. Not saying, oh man, this is here to destroy me. COVID or no COVID, lockdown or no lockdown, and whatever it is we're facing in this season, our posture is one of abiding, remaining, standing, enduring, overcoming. How can I stay connected to God in this season? How can I stay connected to his body? That's why we must figure out how we can meet together in this season. Yes, be responsible. If you have pre-existing conditions, yeah, maybe don't meet. If you are fearful, maybe don't meet. But for the rest of us who are connected and want to remain connected to the vine, <laughs> man, we're going to gather in our small groups or meet in our small groups. For our smaller churches who've began to meet within the guidelines, fantastic. Keep trusting God. Keep believing that his word will be made alive in you. Here in Borodale, today, on the 8th, and moving forward, we have begun meeting in the guidelines that are set out. So we want to encourage you, come back into fellowship. We want to welcome you back home into what God's called us to do. We want to welcome you back home into connectedness. I want to speak to a certain group of people that may be watching. Maybe someone sent you a link and invited you to watch the service. You may be saying, Pastor, I, I do not even know this vine. I, I don't know this Jesus Christ. I, I, don't know, I don't even know how to be connected to him. I don't know how to have a relationship. I don't have a relationship. What does that mean for me? Well, I have good news for you. Today, you can be connected to the true vine. You see, Jesus came to give his life for you and I. And today you can give your life to him. You can be born again and ensure that while you're here on earth, you produce his kind of fruit so that you may live life eternally with him thereafter in heaven. So if you're not born again, I want to encourage you. Some numbers have come out on the screen. We have counselors on the other side of the screen. I want you to call our counselors and just say, hey, I want to respond to that message. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to get connected to the true vine. Maybe you're here and you belong to a second group of people. You did give your life to Christ. You did get born again once, but Man, somehow along the way, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches have choked out the very life 
of that connection to the vine. Jesus wants you back home. Jesus is so desperate for you to come back, come back into connection with the wine. It reminds me of a story. It's a movie called A Walk in the Clouds. Uh, this man had his vineyard in a fit of rage, uh, burnt, spilt a, a lamp on his vineyard, and his vineyard caught fire and burnt. But one brave young man who was uh, trying to win favor with him and get his daughter's hand in marriage, risked his own life to get to the root of the vine and save just the one. And when the old man was lying there thinking that his vineyard had been destroyed and all hope had been lost, the young man ran in and said, Sir, I have one root left of the true vine. The old man reached out and said, Oh, there's hope. Because from this true vine, we can rebuild the entire vineyard. So today, if you feel like you've disconnected from the vineyard, I have good news for you. You can reconnect with the vine, and the true vine can rebuild your life. I want to pray for us as we go. So if you, sorry, if you fall into that category, call the number on the screen and speak to a counselor and say, I would like to rededicate my life to Jesus Christ. I want to pray for the rest of us, even as we go. Remember the four things, and there are many lessons from that, that Jesus wanted, to learn, wanted us to learn. But he wants us to know that he is the vine, his father is the vine dresser. He wants us to know that in our relationship with him, he is the vine, we are the branch. He wants us to abide in him and him abide in us. And finally, he wants that as branches, we produce fruit that is consistent with pruning branches. So discuss that in your families. And let me just pray for you as we close. Father, I thank you that it is you that causes us to will and to do according to your will and purposes. I thank you, Lord, that in this season, there's much that we've faced. There's so many reports that we've heard. But, Father, our desire is to come back to that place where we're anchored in you, where your word is the final authority over our lives, where what you say over us is what keeps us clean and keeps us from being defiled. Father, I pray for every believer that is under the sound of my voice today. Father, that they may realize that you've called us to be fruitful. You've called us to be like the branch that is pruned, to be connected to the vine, to abide in the vine. I pray, Father, that we strengthen our inner man to reconnect to the vine as you desire to draw near and reconnect with us. In Jesus Christ's name. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. God bless you. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms, Facebook and WhatsApp. As we go, stay safe, stay blessed, stay connected.